motherfucking bitch, you. Beginning of this podcast, you already know the motherfucking vibes, man. Episode 71, you hoes. Open, soft spoken, with a wild side. I love them in the ride, they love it in the ride. We was moving bodies before we hit the party. Before the DJ started cutting, I was already fucking. Cinderella, you girls, from nothing to something. Hit the parking lot, hear the club system thumping. We're recording this late at night, man, per usual, because we love you guys, man. We would do this only for you guys. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it whip on whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump face like that jack, on the off the track, I'm heavy cause, happy fucking pusher T-Day man, y'all already know what the fuck is going on, y'all know what he did this past Friday, we about to talk about it, on the side, only big boys keep deuces on the ride, Gucci Chuck Taylor with the dragon on the side, man, I make a buck while I scram, I'm trying to show y'all who, who the, the fuck, fuck I am, be damned if I'm hurting. Legend in two games like I'm Pee Wee Kirkland. Platinum on the block with consistent hits. While Pharrell keep talking this music. Young enough to still sell dope. Yeah. Motherfucking legend. I don't know if I got to tell y'all that over and over again. We tried to warn you. Camille tried to warn y'all the other week, I think. You already know we gotta talk about verses, man. Who wanna will push it to Aaron? Split and go where back to wearing knockoffs high, knock it off. Neiman's shop it off. Let's talk over my ties, waitress, top it off. Moves like coaches wanna fly in your Freddy Lopers. You can't blame them, they ain't never see Versace sofas. Every bag, every blouse, every brace. Spent 20 years of this. 20 years of this nigga's villain origin story. What you gotta say, babe? He's like one of my favorite villains. Oh, yeah. Tasteless. Hey, 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 hey. Lord have mercy, I'm about to. 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 They should have never gave Birdman this fucking song. Why did they do that, man? Another soul loss had to make his shirt match my ox blood color. The rims match, of course. Blood hit his Tim's, it reminded me of them. Glistening, wrist on chiller. Gun in the same palm, a gorgeous killer. I put this on my lord. My niece was four when she felt chinchilla. Oh my god, come on. We can go forever with this shit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some fucking you fly, do it like, like literally he sound like a Marvel character, like a Marvel villain. That nigga sound like some shit where it'd be like, man, he probably ain't gonna pop up for like another ten years before you really see him getting his bag. He's menacing, man. Push it, Terrence, man. We love you. Blow for blow with any Mexican. Don't let your side bitches settle in. Might have to head, but you ever land. Touchdown, I'm so grateful. Number so low, bitch, be oh, thankful. Yeah. They say don't let money change you. That's how we know money ain't you. Bitch, I've been had. Bitches been bad. We buy big boats. Bitch, I'm sick. And we bad. just getting fucking started, man. This is like, this is like my little mini DJ set, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Just over here, just trying to just, you know, glass pipe, just fuck it up a little bit. Light work. You like this shit? Light work. You like it? We made millions. Okay, cool. Cocaine soldiers, hey. once civilians, bought hoes Hondas, took care children, lit my pastor, built out buildings, wrapped on classics, I've been brilliant, now we blend in, we committed to the shit now. Everything don't need to be yes. addressed. And now we are in present like day. FedEx truck. Present fucking day. I can see some niggas around there right now. One if you wasn't around for Friday night, man, you still got time. Wake your ass up where you rest. Wake up. On time like an Amazon truck It's almost dry I can send some niggas around there right now Out motherfucking Wipe that sleep out of your eyes shrimp from Mahimas Coke there's a fizz of the Ramada The ocean from hotels was popular And crack was submitted phenomenon Collected now presidential was <laughs> on I still question this nigga Aubrey to this day. Why would you why would you pick this nigga to go against, man? He didn't. Though, did he? Some niggas play different and involve your mom. Sister aunt niece duct tape them all. We only in the sport to be LeBron's. When you used to platinum, that gold be bronze. Your favorite rapper's dressing like Comic Con. These necklaces is different from charm to charm. I just saw that Kendrick Lamar photo at Coachella, man. I don't know what them LA boots was, but we're gonna stop it. From the Wizards and Papa Ron's. Everything don't need to be addressed. We're done. The pull ups like a FedEx truck. You bitch, you. I can send some niggas around there right now. 1 800 call my bluff. This is a sick. Wake your ass up where you rest. On time like an Amazon truck. No, hold on a second. I can send some niggas around there right no, now. No, hold on, you say that type of party. I just came to dance for y'all. That's all. <laughs> Guys, that was my little Pusha T DJ set, man. Let me get myself some fucking applause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my God, man. Welcome to the If I Let You Tell the Podcast. It's your boy Mike Sesh, Mike Fresh, episode 71 in this motherfucker, you bitch. And as you can tell, uh, we are celebrating Pusha Terrence today (laughs) on this podcast, man. Um, But before I get started, I do want to pass it over to my lovely babe over there and ask you how have you been doing obviously i know how you've been doing because i've been looking at your ass <laughs> every goddamn <laughs> how are you um, feeling right now before we pop um i'm feeling pretty pretty loose 
pretty wine drunk right now, but I feel good. Do you? Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week. It's been a relaxing weekend, and I'm ready to ready to start Monday off, ready to do this pod, and yeah, I'm feeling good. All right. Well, give you explosion. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good too. I'm feeling really great. Um, took Friday off. Uh, much needed little time off, man. Um, I don't think that we ever really had. Well, we did have like ample time to kind of, you know, just not, not even ample time to rest, but just shit been going on back to back to back to back. So we've been trying mm-hmm. to just act, get acclimated to everything. So it does feel good to just kind of get into an element. We didn't really do anything this weekend. Um, you know, we went to the beach with the kids. They had a good time, man. Shout out my motherfucking kids, man. Yes. Elijah and Zion, daddy loves you. They had an amazing fucking time. And yeah. it was just so good to see them just so happy being there. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling ready to pot. Um, we got some things on the, uh, on the docket. But before I get into that, man, definitely want to say thank you guys for continuing to listen to the episodes every single week. Um, we got nine more episodes of the podcast before the season finale. Uh, or the ninth episode from now is the season finale. Episode 80, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the season finale, man. Explosions. Season finale. Episode 80. I don't know when exactly that is. I think it's probably like late June, mid-June, whenever. But, um, yeah, that will be the end of season four. And then I will be taking some time before season five. As you already know how this goes. We've been through this four times already, guys. Uh... So yeah, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash if I let you tell it. Also, um, if you can please make sure on the, the platform that you do listen to this podcast on that you rate, give it five stars, uh, give a or give it one star. I don't know. We're going to talk about one star. Yelp reviews too. <laughs> not give it a one star. <laughs> if you decide that it's not your cup of tea, just don't listen. Don't give me a one star. <laughs> um, but yeah, give me a little, you know, give me a little rating. Uh, leave a review if you can. It helps the algorithms and whatnot. It help push a nigga to the to the forefront. So I really do appreciate everybody that does continue to listen. Um, so push a T. Ah, man, just applause, man. Applause. <laughs> push a T drop. It's almost dry album. Um, on Friday, this past Friday, and um. It's an amazing album. Um, we're not going to give no review of the album per se because we still are sitting with it. Um, we haven't really had too much time to just completely right. sit with it. But um, I'm starting to think my girl got a crush on Pusha T, guys. <laughs> I do. It's it's not even like a... I told you, it's not even like a, a crush. Joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a crush like, like that, but it's like it's like one of those, like, I just... I admire him and Vince Staples and I will, will watch all of like their interviews just because especially Vince I just find them like fucking hilarious and Push is just such like he's so he seems so kind but like he's so fucking menacing and he's just so matter of fact about it like yeah like no, it's cool. Like Drake and Kanye can, you know, mend their beef, but I'm still outside. Ha ha ha. Like <laughs> what? Explosions. <laughs> like 
But he just, I don't know, like, you know, he just got married, like, well, a few years back. And then he had, like, his kid. And he married a black woman. Like, I just I just like everything about him. Like, mm. he just seems like, you know, pretty solid dude. Like his braids, too? I do, actually. I do. What about him do you like? I just like when... <laughs> I'm about to sit here and go tip for tap for what the fuck you like about Butch. Do you read the room? <laughs> this nigga gonna sit here and say, I do actually, yeah. I like the way... <laughs> I like the way they hang to the right. <laughs> All right. Oh my God, whatever. Anyways, but, yeah, um, so I walked in the motherfucking room the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday. Walked in the room, you know what I mean? Minding my business. Come in there. Initially, she's watching. I think it was this morning, actually. It was actually oh, this God. morning. <laughs> <laughs> I come in the room. She's watching a Breakfast Club interview. I'm like, oh, man, damn, I got to catch that. You know what I mean? Got to peep that interview. I leave. I think I was, I was cleaning up. So I was cleaning it up. I was making breakfast. You know what I mean? Getting shit together in, in the house this morning. Yeah. And I go back in the room. And this motherfucker in there watching this. Pusha T Hot Wings episode. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Did that Breakfast Club interview had to be about like an hour or some change? <laughs> and then she's on to the next. But that's how you know how I watch interviews. Right. Like, we watch interviews in the same way. If we watch, especially with me, like if I watch one of Vince's interviews and then it'll have like the next suggested ones, and I'm like, we gotta watch this one too. So that's mm-hmm. I was just you know moving through. But um, that shit was funny though. Him on that. Um, what is it called? It's called uh, Hot Ones. Hot Ones. Yeah. That shit. I started watching a Shia LaBeouf one too. That shit is fucking hilarious. Shia LaBeouf was flirting with that nigga. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Pusha T's "It's Almost Dry" album came out this Friday, and uh, right now, so far, my favorite song on it is "Called My Bluff." I also like if I can look at the track list real quick, man. Um. Also, like, let the smokers uh, shine the coops. Ooh, yeah. Uh, obviously, neck uh, neck and wrist. Yeah, man, he got some joints on here. Rock and roll. Talk about how you changed the album cover. No. I think I think we should talk about it. I want to know if anyone else does. <laughs> All right. So she has this issue. She thinks that it makes me a. That she said it's it's a sign that I'm a very controlling person. I beg to differ. Um, I say it's more a OCD thing. What does that? Well, that tell also the people what what you're talking about, though. Okay, so I'm one of those few people who still um, I collect um, music in my iTunes library. Mm-hmm. So I don't just stream music. Um, I try to collect everything. I like to collect old mixtapes and shit like that that's no longer on, you know, streaming services. So, but while I do that, and actually, really anybody that knows me knows that my music library I tend to collect shit in like bulk. But in that. Some of these album covers I really don't like. And I hate, like, sometimes I think that there's a such thing as um, an album cover kind of making the, <laughs> the music worse. Okay. So when I look at an album cover and the music is playing, whatever, like, it, it just don't hit the same. So I tend to change the covers. Actually, you know what? Ice does the same thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. He does the same thing. Because I, I didn't know it was a thing, so that's why I'm asking. Like, what? you're the first person I know that's done this i'm probably the first person you know that collects music the way i do too mm, at this age yes probably yeah. mm-hmm. so like I, that's been a thing i've done it for years you know what i mean so i'll go in I, but that's only for people who are able to really like 
download the shit to their computer, which people don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, uh, I changed the album cover because that album cover was filthy. Uh, man, <laughs> I didn't, some shit is just way too artistic for me. You know, you know, I like I like the deep dive on shit when it comes to music. Yeah. But some shit, I'm just like, that's way too artsy. I don't know what that means. I'm not even gonna try to pretend like I know what it means. It's just not for for you. But but the album nah. is for you, so you're gonna. The album's great. The, so the I changed. Album cover. I changed the cover. I think that's hilarious. The cover, and I think that if we deep dive like in a therapy <laughs> session. Then we will come to the conclusion that you're controlling. <laughs> I, I don't think that makes me. It might. It might. It might. I don't know. But I mean, it's not like whatever. I ain't even gonna try to defend it. But anyways, yeah. So the album is great. But I I do have a question for you. Mm. Um, do you <laughs> you ever thought that like uh that Pusha T looks like? Oh God. That he looks like the drug dealer version of Sir. <laughs> Like, sir looks like the drug dealer version of sir. <laughs> I love both of them though, but. Uh, you, said you feel like sir looks like the drug dealer version of sir? Yeah, man. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Pusha looks. I mean, they. Well, actually, I, I guess you could say Sir looks like the drug dealer version of Pusha T. Pusha <laughs> T don't look like a fucking. Drug he doesn't. Dealer. That's why I was gonna say like Pusha T is like way more like clean cut. I would say, um, then Sir is real like he gives real what nineties like nineties dad vibes. I don't know with his fucking long plaid shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fuck with it, but. So, yeah, man, I really do fuck with what I've heard from the album so far. Um, I I often do think about, like, um, what attracts me to Pusha T's music. And I only say this because, um, as you all know, I'm I'm a real R&B guy. Obviously, I I got a lot of rap shit that I like. Um, But for the most part, I mean, (laughs) R&B, I can connect with R&B probably the most. A lot of rap shit I can connect with unless it's like, some obviously J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar shit, like that's day to day shit. But I've never fucking sold a brick. I've never been to Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've never been at the state line uh, switching shit out with Pablo. I never did none of that. I never whipped up the fucking pot. Uh, I never, you know, got the skillet out. And the only time I did it was uh, to make uh, me and my cousins uh, fry bologna and grits. I was like, when was the time you did it? <laughs> That's the only time. Actually, niggas didn't even make fucking the, the fried bologna in, in the skillet. We right. Threw that shit right on top of that eye. You know what I mean? Did, what, what, what you doing that shit? I've never made grits in my life. No, I'm talking about bologna. Bologna sandwich. No. You never, never ate bologna? You never ate fried bologna? I'm not, I'm not saying that as a knock, but I'm just... I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've never... No. And I've barely ate, like, just regular bologna. I'm Have you fried. ever judged niggas that ate bologna? No. I, I haven't. I just wasn't what I grew up on. Okay, so I have to ask you, as your boyfriend, God, would you allow me to make you your first fried bologna sandwich? Yeah, of course. Oh, this is fucking lit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not against I it. I know, look, all right, I know we are in our early 30s right now, and we've been having a lot of conversations on trying to be a lot more healthy. <laughs> we want to be better at that. We want to take in and be very careful right. what we take in with our food Yes. and all of that. Mm-hmm. I get it. But we have to make an exception for like one one time. I just want to fry some bologna. But then again, we got an electric stove, and that's gonna be a little weird for me because I'm used to 
the gas stove. You've on the made a lot of stuff on there, though. You can, you can yeah, twerk I can, it. I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's the only motherfucking shit I whipped up on the fucking stove. So I, I can't really relate to a lot of shit. But it's just something about like how menacing this nigga yeah. sound like when he rap. You know what I mean? It's just Even like, when he first came out, when he was with the clips, like. Yeah. that kind of flow i think i talked about this mm-hmm. before but like that kind of flow like wasn't something that i was like super into i didn't know nobody that sounded like that mm. but i was just like this should sound hard like and it's not even i don't know i think it's like maybe his like d- it's his delivery it's his cadence it's just i don't know it's just you know i was make i was knocking on you like earlier in this whole like this pot about you watching interviews and i've said it before on the pod that that's actually one of the things that make me like people's music more mm-hmm. um is how their personality is in interviews yeah like i would say like had i never heard vince staples in the fucking interview mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't have gravitated his gravitated towards his music as quicker mm-hmm. as quickly i'll say mm-hmm. Um, you realize like how intelligent a lot of motherfuckers are because yeah. a lot of these motherfuckers are you know we ain't gonna call them dumb but it's just like they're just not the most it's just yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so it just I think yeah. I do think that interviews are still very important I think that it makes you it it gives us something to relate to in regards to you because it's like you know music shit you can rap about killing niggas and doing all of this different type of shit but just day-to-day shit is what we're going to connect to you on because obviously me and you ain't fucking walking around killing niggas but um have you ever um and this is just with like movies or tv shows or music have you ever started like watching something or listening to something because you heard somebody in an interview absolutely do you know who um let me see if i could think off the top of my head somebody i just started listening to What's his name? Uh, NLE Chopper. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, when I heard his interview with The Breakfast Club, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, let me check him out. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it, But obviously, it's a bunch of examples before that. I mean, then you also got, like, your ways of catching on to music from other people, you know, playing and around you and shit like that. But me, as far as, like, me becoming a fan of you, I have to kind of, like, get a grip of what type of person, I guess, you... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I like, don't know. you need more of like a background. Like, I don't need. I don't need to know like what your day to day is and nothing like that, yeah, or like you, you know your personal business. But the, yeah, of the core to like really fuck with you. Because you know what it is. A lot of that shit translate to performances. Mm-hmm. So going on st- uh, going to concerts and shit like that. Like I go to con. I don't go to many concerts, but if I do, it's gonna be to a concert of somebody that I really fucking like. I'm really a fan of. You know? Right. Um. So, I, I get that yeah. um my my experience with like going from an interview to like really fucking with an artist or a creative it has nothing to do with music but it was Issa Rae like I heard her on the breakfast club and I literally was not even listening like I wasn't watching her I was mm-hmm. like turned the other way and I just mm-hmm. heard the interview and I was like this bitch sound like sound like me (laughs) like you know and i was like who the fuck is this and this was like maybe insecure had like one season out at this time and um 
I just started fucking with her show and then I just like fell in love with her as like a person as, mm-hmm. as what she, as far as like in what she gives us and how much she allows us to like, you know, get into like her world or whatever. But like, right. I fuck with her heavy, you know, like she's like one of my favorites. And, yeah. And I, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Relatability, mm-hmm. you know, you can see yourself in certain people. Um, and also just like, you know, some people, will probably try too hard to put on certain personas. Mm-hmm. Like we still like what we like from certain people, even if we don't necessarily rock with like, you know, uh, how they portray themselves in interviews and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, but as far as like me, just like take my money type shit. Like, right. Oh man, I'm supporting. Like it just, it's a sense of like, man, I, I understand you or I, I get it. Or even just like, I don't know. It's it, it just, like I said, it, I think it's just a sense of closeness in, um, I mean, I had that shit. Everybody know I'm the biggest fucking K Dot fan. Like, right. Uh, but that was from like just seeing from the early ages of like you know from 2009 with the Kendrick Lamar EP, um, and just like. But that's what it takes relaying. for you to really become like a fan. Like, because you knowing you the made backstory. the comment, you were like, I'm I'm very bougie sometimes with my music mm-hmm. input. Mm-hmm. And you was like, oh, they got to be like the top, the best of the best for you for me to fuck and you really fucked me up too man like because i was (laughs) i was rolling down the street today coming i think i was going to the grocery store Mm. and i was like okay i'm in the car by myself like i get to listen to what the fuck i want to listen to and i was like let me put on some you know let me put on some t grizzly Mm. it just doesn't hit the same i don't know (laughs) Oh, I'm like, <laughs> was I listening to trash? <laughs> like, no, I just know. But honestly, like it just I think I've become so ingrained in like what you listen to to the point that like plus, I mean, I just don't know if this album is like one of his best. It's probably just mid. Yeah, but like I used to really fuck with that shit. And now it's just like I, I never like and listen to music like that anymore. And I'm like, fuck. No, nah. <laughs> yeah, because you told me before that you wasn't really like too much of an R&B listener. Like, you listen to it, but you At wouldn't all. like really no. fuck with it. All this nigga play in this fucking house every time I wake mm-hmm. up, she cleaning up some. You got that motherfucker. Hold on, man. You guys already know what I'm about to do, man. Let me just get this shit. Go ahead and talk real quick while I, while I pull this up. Yeah, I'm an. I'm. I wouldn't even say I'm an R and B head now, but I've definitely listened to a lot more R and B now than I did before. I've always known R and B, like I've always been super familiar with it and fucked with it. But on the day to day, like my shit was like, if I'm getting up in the morning, I need some some hood shit on, like to get me going. Like I don't want to listen to no R and B when I wake up. Make me go back to sleep. Like I wake up now, she be in there doing the motherfucking dishes. Oh, all yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh. Uh. <laughs> this, this is my shit. I feel it now, Vicky. She could be washing the dishes. Her ass could be taking a shower. Taking a she shower. She putting this on the fucking speaker. You ain't got a That's the I thing. Like, does everybody listen to music when they get in the shower? I have to. I've always listened to music when I got in the shower, but m- the music choices were different. Like I used to listen to, when I met you, I was listening to Brent Fayez and T Grizzly all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not anymore though. I haven't heard them niggas. I haven't heard a peep. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta play yeah. some Brent. I'm trying to focus over love, looking empty. Don't judge me, holding on to something. <laughs> <laughs> 
The whole part. album is no skips. Like, oh my god, man! Shout out Lucky Day, but yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think that it was necessarily me playing a bunch of shit. I just, I don't know. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, I don't know. you're also you're you know what I call you? Like, your name is the the music homie. I call you the the music bully mm. because you're like a media bully. Like you just will try to overtake like any kind of media. Like right when we get in the car, mm. you're like, Oh, can you put on this? And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> what about what the fuck I wanted to listen to? But most of the time though, we be wanting to listen to the same things now yeah. because one thing about me is I'm not going to deny someone that has a good taste, you know? So it's just like, you get away with it. Yeah, but you did get in the car the other day and said, the moment her ass touched the seat, she said, can you put on something new? <laughs> I did. I was so tired. I already the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> Look, that's really put the little taste, nigga. Because <laughs> you've been playing the same shit. Let's see what you've been listening to. Oh, my God. Have you been exploring? And like, guys, fuck. And guys, I must say, I can't even lie to you. I know I'm probably even late to this shit, honestly. Uh, not late to the artist, but late to the uh, the project. But um, we got in the car on the way you to the beach. You did put on something new. <laughs> yeah, we, we got in the car uh, taking the kids to the beach. And, um, yeah, and nigga just went ahead and turned this shit on. And I was like, oh, shit. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Tell me Blast was out here doing this. <laughs> Obviously, this is not him singing right here, but right. why you ain't tell me this, man? This album is fucking incredible, man. Yeah, the songs Jesus. you played were fire. You said you oh. fed up, I see. Sit down, just level with me. I must do better. So you good love like you never receive. Time and time you try to leave. Nigga, this was the absolute perfect music to go to the beach. Right, test. right. Yeah. Oh, turn this shit back up real quick. Hey. Yeah, you said we forever, but now it's whatever. Back to back with the extras, can't last through the pressure. Yeah. Never said it would be perfect, all I asked for was effort Understand I probably ran out of chances But I'm a good, I weigh the bag, you should make I got too much pride So I got a song from this album, actually I'm gonna play during the intermission when we get there um, But in the meantime, in between time, between time Make sure you guys check out that Blast album before you go Amazing motherfucking project, man um, Real quick, next topic I wanted to bring up uh, Korean barbecue. Can we can we finally talk about this shit? <laughs> so you've had Korean barbecue. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Excuse my little burp things too, man. I've been drinking wine and um, all this other shit. But um, so this is absolutely no disrespect to the Korean culture whatsoever. 
Um, this is just more so my uh, bougie ways of just thinking out loud right now. Okay. So uh, <laughs> from my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, not that you're Korean or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but Korean barbecue, you typically in, in, re- in restaurants, mm-hmm. you typically have to make the food yourself. Yeah, all, all the spots I've been to. Yeah. So do you think that's bullshit or are or, or you? I think it's complete bullshit. <laughs> I like to be service like. They don't even ask you if you want it medium well or anything. They're like, you figure it out. (laughs) Eat it raw for all I care. Hey, check this out. So, I mean, obviously, like, you know, people we know, well, we probably, well, I've been to Gayukaku. You've never been. I don't, no, I have not. Okay. So, is that out here too? It is. So, where? I don't know, but I know it's out here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's a chain restaurant. Okay. So, I've been there before a few times, actually. Um, it's actually a very popular spot out there. Uh, at least I've seen a lot of people go out to it uh, over there near the Ontario Rancho area. Um, and it's a Korean barbecue spot. And what you do is you sit at this booth or a table, whatever, and you order your <laughs> what type of meat you want, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or you, I could be wrong, guys, because I haven't been there in, in a long ass time. But I was thinking about this because... A friend of mine did say that she was going to Gayukaku with her sister. So um, I would just I just immediately started having like flashbacks of how pissed I was when I was sitting at the table and they brought raw meat out to me with like this little grill. And we're just like, OK, well, here you go. And I was like, <laughs> so what the fuck is this? <laughs> and you sit there and you grill your own meat. Yeah. And um, I haven't been back since. <laughs> Uh, but it was fire right i mean no i would admit i mean i I guess like the experience is pretty cool you know it's something different yeah um you know making your food it should be expensive (laughs) as fuck too um but um yeah i mean i personally like i I never understood why the fuck i would have to make my own food if i'm coming to a restaurant but like i said no disrespect to the korean uh to the korean culture right but But niggas, the nigga culture. Yeah, but the, <laughs> we don't, but the nigga culture, we don't do that shit. <laughs> I right. remember Kayla had, um, Kayla, I think, is the one that introduced pretty much my whole family to it. She had one of her birthdays there when she was, like, younger. She's like, I really want to go to Korean barbecue, and none of us had, had been there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was one place, it was called Jen something, I think. And... Um, it was a chain too, and we went there. And knowing my dad, mm-hmm. he he was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> we got I'm paying how much, and we gotta make our own food." And I was low key like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" Like, mm-hmm. but um, in that time, I didn't really fuck with it. Like, I don't know if it was just like not the best Korean barbecue. But the last time I went to Korean barbecue, I can't even think of the name of the spot, but. It was somewhere in L.A. I went with Kayla again. And that shit, like, has me, like, I need to go get some some Korean barbecue soon. Yeah. And it's, I think it's like you said, it's just, it's an experience. Like, it's cool. I, I don't really know, like, if it's even, like, a cultural thing or if, it, I don't know. But it's a cool way to, like, kind of you know, just, like, interact with mm-hmm. the, the people that you came out to dinner with and you work in. Right. You're moving. Mm-hmm. 
like you ain't got time to be on your phones and shit. Yeah. And it's a very like interactive thing. And the food turns out fire. Right. Like it turns out super fire. So And it's always fun to do some things that's interactive. You and know, that's it's, different. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different. Um I ain't doing that shit no time so <laughs> <laughs> Take you there for your birthday. Oh my god! In other news, man, uh, Kendrick Lamar is fucking back, man. We uh, was never able to talk about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I told you, niggas. I told you, motherfuckers, how I was gonna act when this happened, man. Kendrick Lamar is dropping Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers on May thirteenth. That's Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. The Boogeyman, Candyman's back. If you drop on Friday the 13th, K-Dot, you gotta... We already know you're gonna come with it, but, like, oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be fucking amazing, man. Um, So, I'm very excited, clearly. Um, But I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, because um, he announced that Schoolboy recently just dropped a single. Um, App Soldiers recently dropped a single. I know they have another uh, artist by the name of Rayvon, I believe that's his name. He also dropped, he's dropping a project or he dropped a project. With This is all happening within the last three weeks, right? Don't know what SZA is, but they've seen to be just rolling out different people every week. Mm-hmm. So I'm really up to the belief that TDE is up to something. Don't know what it is, but I can imagine that they got something prepared for the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see that, interested to see what the hell's going on with them. Um, but yeah, Kendrick Lamar, man. I'm not going to say what my ex- expectations are just yet. Um, I'm already sure that this motherfucking album is going to be amazing. Um, I I got complete faith in that brand. Um, but yeah, this is going to be great, man. I don't know what we're going to do, man. Cause normally every Kendrick release, I do like some type of like listening party, but that's... <laughs> Elijah's fucking, birthday weekend, yeah. so we're gonna be very busy. Still trying that to figure that out, but I mean, we're definitely we're always gonna find time to turn the fuck up right. and to listen to that. Of course, yeah. it's been how long? Five years? It's been five years, yeah. Been five years. So how long? Where, where the fuck is SZA, man? How long has that shit been? Five years too. Five years. <laughs> I know. Niggas hate music. I follow no for real. I follow her on Instagram and she is out here. I think she broke her foot or some shit. She over here taking pictures of her of her cast and shit. Niggas need to apply the same <laughs> pressure they've been applying to Rihanna on SZA. Because oh, Rihanna ain't did. putting no music out, so you wasting your motherfucking time. <laughs> put that put that energy on SZA's ass. Rihanna's never dropping music ever. No, again. leave her the fuck alone. And I honestly like when it comes to Rihanna, like I'm not even really looking for like I feel like a whole album. Mm-hmm. She could do features and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, drop your little Fenty lingerie. I fuck with that in her fucking. Nigga, if I became a billionaire, I wouldn't drop music either. Why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> the fuck I'm dropping These niggas music. are broke. <laughs> like, well, I can get this baby going. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I salute to Rihanna. No, salute she to has, she has, she has her fucking, what, lingerie or like, just intimate line she mm-hmm. has fenty beauty and these like like i have a lot of um not a lot but i have like in some of it, like her intimate stuff and like it's really good mm-hmm. and also like her her beauty shit i never really took like i purchased a lot of it but Wait, i didn't really i didn't really <laughs> fuck with it like that to be honest <laughs> what the fuck Hold on. Hey, wait a minute 
I bought it. Look, nigga, I fuck with what I fuck with. I bought it. It just I'm wasn't. Say it. Huh? <laughs> Go ahead. It just. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't fuck with it. I I probably need to try it again. Okay. But like, um, it was really hard for me to find my shade, and okay. and her like line. It's oh, like a lot you're of talking things. about makeup. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you was talking, oh, about, talking lingerie about lingerie or some shit. Like motherfucker. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, I did say lingerie, but I meant like intimate wear, like bras. You, you seen like uh, my yeah, black see, bra, like those. that's a Fenty bra, yeah, or like just yeah. like thongs and stuff. But like lingerie. <laughs> but <laughs> but Why? when it comes to like her her like makeup line and stuff, I need to give it another try because a lot of people that I know like really fuck with her shit. And um, she literally broke out like she kind of like broke the makeup industry when it came to like just like um, different shades of makeup. Yeah. Like she made all these white brands literally start like fucking shaking in their boots like, oh, we need more colors for niggers. You know, like, bitch, y'all, we've been asking for this. And Rihanna literally is like so inclusive. Like, that's why I fuck with all of her shit. Like, even with her, um, her like intimate wear, she has like plus size women like in her, um, you know, little like photo shoots and shit. Like, she Mm -hmm. does not discriminate. Like, people that are like disabled, like she has all that shit. So, she knows what the fuck she's doing. This is her lane. Well, fucking shout out to Rihanna and Fenty, man. Fenty, Fenty wear. Fenty, Fenty beauty. Fenty beauty. Shout out all the uh, shout out to all all of our beautiful black women out there, yes. all sizes that are uh, finally able to be recognized in that in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to feel sexy, um, however you want to feel sexy, um, and shout out to all of you for sure. So shout out to Rihanna again. Um, we was having a conversation briefly before we get into the intermission. We was having a conversation about um, the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to talk about it. Because far too long. Have you been doing this? Wait, how, all right, wait, how do you throw up the middle finger? So you, you put your other two fingers close to your middle finger and you put your thumb out. You have to put your thumb out. We're sitting there literally putting. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally flipping each other off right now. That's. So she asked me, she said, have I ever. Do you get a feeling when I do this? No, not at all. And I I don't know if the middle finger still like uh, has like a huge effect or anything or if it ever really did. But if somebody ever put the middle finger to me, I don't know if it was like just get me out of my socks. Like, you know what I mean? So like and I never threw up the middle finger to anybody before. Ever in my life. I never thought to. I think saying fuck you actually does, yeah. does a better job. If I did this, <laughs> well, what? I think that um, usually if you throw up, I feel like the only reason you should throw up the middle finger is if you're in a position where you want somebody to see you, but they can't hear you. So, like, I've cut people off in the car and they've, you know, flipped me off and I've been like... Oh, okay. That would, uh, but now I'm in front of you. So Does, does that affect black people? <laughs> and I think it's more of the question. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think it's really particular on the race. Do, I just feel no, like. Cause I'm, do, when was the last time a black person gave you the middle finger? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, maybe it is a thing. I don't, <laughs> I've never gotten the middle finger from somebody black. Yeah. Like, you probably hear, well, I've never 
her face, but you probably get like a fuck you bitch or some shit like that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that's that's yeah. what black people go to. Give it a, mm. <laughs> or the, the, that's true. <laughs> like this, yeah. Yeah. This is more like a cultural thing. Like I forget in what country or like what culture does that. But some things are very offensive to people. But you're right. Yeah. I think in the black community, we just don't. Mm, <laughs> what is that gonna do, nigga? If we we put the middle finger up in all in our pictures. photos, right? <laughs> it's like a term of endearment. Right? For us. <laughs> no facts. Because yeah. I'm like, wait, I put my middle finger up a bunch of times, but I don't think I've. I don't think I've ever flipped anybody off. Would you get more offended with somebody give you the middle finger or saying or calling you the B word? Calling me the B word? What the fuck? No, well, just asking. <laughs> fuck you. Okay, <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> don't call me. If you call me a bitch, like it, it depends though. If a man calls me, well, no. Nah. If, if 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 anyone calls me a bitch, right? But. Um, I think it's more easier for like women to kind of say it just like rolls off their tongue sometimes mm. because they know. But like if a man calls you a bitch, I feel like that you like not that you did anything to make him call you that. Right. But either he's like not well <laughs> or like it took a lot for him to get there because mm. for a man to call you a bitch, it's like, well, damn. And I've been called a bitch by <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think I think Rory said it best on that uh, that last pod where he was like, oh, he don't yeah. ever use the word bitch mm-hmm. in terms of like trying to disrespect anybody. Mm-hmm. Probably use it just to be playful, like in just in conversation. Um, me personally, I've probably only done it a couple times where I've said it like mm-hmm. meaning like like in the in a, in a demeaning way. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, one or two times, and that's only been recent. Prior to that. <laughs> nigga has never said it so yeah yeah i mean I, I do agree with him where he says like niggas that call women bitches like to, to demean them or to you know uh to be disrespectful i think that's very bitch made behavior as well um it it's is just weird just like just the for that to be the first thing to come out your mouth is just like all right no. but, sometimes, but also it's also it's also regional too in certain areas unfortunately like some yeah. niggas the way they some in some ways some the way niggas disrespect is regional. Oh, for sure, of course. Yeah. Um, I think that I don't know being called the being called the b word being called a bitch is just for me. Like no, don't don't call me that because like I I know I can be a lot of things, but like you didn't need to call me that now, you yeah. know. I'm trying to think of what would be the equivalent of what one thing a woman would call me that would make me fucking turn around sweating. Bitch ass <laughs> nigga. No, a bitch ass nigga. That's bad. If a bitch if somebody nigga, calls you a bitch ass nigga, I think I'll, I'll be hot. I think I would get more mad of another nigga calling me that. I don't think a woman calling me that. Really? Mm-mm. I'm I'm really trying to think of what a woman could call me that would really get me pissed off. We was having this conversation, I think, before, like, months ago about uh, niggas in California being called weirdo. Yeah, you don't like that. I hate being called a weirdo. I... Being called weird in California is, like, that shit is, like, damn near (laughs) being called a nigger. Like, well, obviously, it's different in black and black, but... Like, Mm. that shit is, like, a no... That shit don't fly. I don't know. At least Southern California, I would say. Yeah. 
Well, I'll, I mean, I'm going to try to do better. But I just. You'd be like, you weirdo ass nigga. Oh, I'm, I'm moving I'm furniture. A, I'm going to show you a weirdo ass nigga. <laughs> I don't know why it's so offensive, but like that shit, like. Cause it's because like, it probably means like way more than than you, what they're you know, actually. But you know what I think it is? Because I know for sure in LA that shit is like, that shit do not fly. But I think what it is is that a lot of niggas in Southern California, I could attest to this, not um, necessarily me, but just like Southern California tends to be a very like, uh, like when you go to concerts out here, like people always say, if you go to a concert in LA, you're probably going to have a terrible time because people are too fucking too cool. cool and mm-hmm. niggas ain't really going to have the best of times and shit like that because everybody want to be too cool. Mm-hmm. So with that, when you call somebody a weird ass nigga, like it's like a slang for almost like this nigga is like, it's like you just like you're beneath me type shit. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I've always interpreted it. You just don't like being called that. And that's your preference. And you have the right to not want to be called that. Yeah. You don't really need a. I mean, I just for for me and the name weird. um, It's never really been like derogatory to me because I feel like, nigga, I'm weird. Like. I don't think weird is bad. She said, nigga, Sal. <laughs> right. So I'd be like, you weird, I'm weird. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you so bent out of shape? But if that's not, if that's something that you don't want to be called, then I just have to respect that. Like, um, I remember I called my sister weird one day, and my dad was like, we're all weird, Camille. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're super weird. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you took it a step further. <laughs> fucking. No, I'm just kidding. But like, no, we are all fucking weird and strange. Like, that's what makes us us, you know? So, but I get it. I get it. And, the and you know, this slang of like weirdo and shit. Like, I get it. Yeah. Hey, guys, man, we about to get into this intermission real quick. Um, But before we do, we do want to say that we're about to come back and we're about to talk about this motherfucking show. How many days is it? 90 days? 90 day fiance? Hey. So apparently this show's been out for quite some time. Um, for we're, nine, ep- <laughs> nine seasons. Yeah, we're just getting into it. Mm-hmm. So we're barely on season one. So please bear with us with our quick take on it when we come back for this intermission. So the intermission song is going to be from the Blast Before You Do or Before You Go album. Uh, this song is called About You. So just rock to this shit, you bitch, you. If you put a limit on your love, then count me Girl, I know my selfish ways be OD But I just express in ways you don't see Yeah, yeah, and you should know that I'm about you If this ain't the way to love, then show me how to Cause I'm not afraid of breaking all rules I say what I sound, say it to sound cool And I'm not the type to settle up You know my level up, nothing about me regular Girl, I can get it on my own, I'm forever up But I'd rather have you hold me down like Coretta does Are you the type to stick around for whatever comes? I'm not no nigga you just found, I'm a one-on-one Yes, it might be some ups and downs, but I never run It might be later, might be now, but it's more to come Said it's more to come I need you to be about me If you put a limit on your love, then count me Girl, I know my selfish ways be OD But I just express in ways you don't see Yeah, yeah, and you should know that I'm about you if this ain't the way to love, then show me how to Cause I'm not afraid of breaking all rules I say what I sound, said to sound cool Hey, you know they can't distract me Better not distract you 
Might spin a block, but you the one I double back to This ain't no joke, I got that dope, you might attract you Don't want no smoke when I'm the folk, I'd rather match you Respectfully, you be checking me, I get at you A little crazy, but baby, don't be irrational Ay, I just talk a little different, she understand, though It ain't never no pressure that we can't handle I need you to be about we If you put a limit on your love, then count me Girl, I know myself, this ways be OD But I just express in ways you don't see Yeah, yeah, and you should know that I'm about you If this ain't the way to love, then show me how to Cause I'm not afraid of breaking all rules I say what I sound, said to sound cool Oh, And you must be used to these lame-ass niggas Always running game-ass niggas I ain't tryna paint that picture If I had it my way I would be cozy in the Maybach with you Acting like I ain't that nigga Yeah, but you know what's up with me And luckily you stuck with me I need you to be about we If you put a limit on your love, then count me Girl, I know my selfish ways be OD But I just express in ways you don't see Yeah, yeah, and you should know that I'm about you If this ain't the way to love, then show me how to Cause I'm not afraid of breaking all rules I say what I sound, said to sound cool That right there was blast about you, you bitch you. All right, man. <sighs> you ready to tackle this fucking topic? Yo, man, this show is fucking hilarious, man. And this show, if you guys are just tuning in, if you just tuning it in, nigga, just rewind. Hey man, one of these days I'm gonna get on the radio station. No, you have a great radio voice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. You Look. thought there was more? <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. So, um, this is gonna be a quick review of some of what we've been seeing from season one of 90 Day Fiance. Um, this show um, we've been watching on YouTube TV so far, but apparently it comes on TLC. Um, Babe, I'll let you. I'll let you start off with what the show is about, if you want to. Are you gonna be able to do it? Or do you want me to do it? I think you'll give a better description. Alrighty, so here I go. <laughs> so, this show is basically about different couples who, um, at least season one is. We haven't seen another season. So, season one is about these different couples. I believe it's four couples. Um, they've all uh, met in different countries. So. Um, each couple they've in some form or some fashion have met somebody from somewhere different that was a citizen somewhere else and they fell in love um, and maintained a relationship through living in different places and now they're trying to uh, take advantage of the uh, what do they call it it's a k-1 visa but it's like uh, as you're able to marry somebody in the United States off a K-1 visa and you become um, a citizen of the United States through that way. Some people come to the United States off working visas or, you know, like educational visas like the F-1 visa. Um, so this is through marriage. And this has been very interesting, to say the least. Um, let me get a motherfucking horse real quick. Um, <laughs> so they have 90 days. 90 days from when they touched down on U.S. soil to officially get married. So, mind you, they have been basically fucking pen pals this whole time. 
mm-hmm. of getting to know each other. So some not of them, always though. Some of them took trips, and you yes. know they get more acquainted. But some of them have only seen or been you know involved with their fiance for like two weeks mm-hmm. at a time, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let me tell you right now, all these motherfuckers. I don't like. I don't like saying this about people. Motherfuckers are dumb. Where do I start? I think I'll start with this. What was the uh was, who, who's the couple that irritates me the most? I think it's old boy from Cleveland and old girl from Russia. Yeah, that's your least favorite. <laughs> and unfortunately, that nigga name is Mike. Um, I knew you had to be a Mike. He acts like <laughs> He acts like what? He look he acts like a Mike. <laughs> so <laughs> what I don't understand is why they once the other person because it's been basically all women that have come from their home country right to the u.s and mm-hmm. there's been men that lived in the u.s right mm-hmm. so they've been talking for like some of them been talking for a year yeah year and a half a little less than a year why do they wait to the point of them touching down to the u.s before they start the whole Looking for rings and wedding, <laughs> wedding gowns and shit. Right. So most of the men, because like you said, they're I think they're they're all men. Mm. Um, they're all white too, right? Every single one of them. Yeah, they're all white. Most of them are in the Midwest. One Three of them are from LA, the Midwest. One is in LA, and yeah. he's Mormon. And um, so he's basically from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but. I just, I think today watching, because we tried to, you know, like sneak in like a little bit of an episode before we started potting. Mm. And we just started it yesterday. Today I realized like all these niggas are trash. Every single one of them. <laughs> Every single, like, because I was criticizing like in the women at first, just being a little skeptical on like, what is your, you know, like motive on moving out here to, mm. um, the the u.s you know Mm. and when i started really looking at these men i was like yo like you guys like let's talk about um and what is his name the one that wouldn't spend more than three hundred dollars on his his wife's wedding dress he's from indiana i remember him so um his uh girlfriend we'll say because we haven't seen if they got married yet so his girlfriend his fiance that's the proper term (laughs) Babe. All right, whatever. It's his fiance. Fiance. She's from the Philippines. Okay, so she's from the Philippines. So she came out. So all of these women have come out to the country without their family. They all came by themselves. Mm -hmm. So one came from Brazil, one came from Colombia. She's lit. Uh the other one came from Russia. Pow pow. (laughs) Uh, and uh I keep forgetting her name. The one that came from the Philippines. But anyways, so she came over. And you know what I mean? She's thinking that shit gonna be sweet. You know, because a lot of them never been to the US before. So she coming over for the first time. None took, of them, I don't think. He took her over straight to Indiana, straight to his little crib. Mm-mm. Dirty as fuck. This nigga didn't even do the dishes. <laughs> she was like, I mean, rightfully so. Like, nigga, you couldn't even do the dishes. She was like, it's dirty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so, dirty. So let's skip to the part about when they start going through like the wedding expenses. So, <laughs> okay. So, God, this is what, I'm, I'm getting pissed off already. So, they've been talking for a while. 
so much so that I think they, like two years. Yeah. So at some point, you guys had that conversation that you guys were going to get married once once she touched down. Clearly, because she came over on a fucking K one visa. Um. So why the fuck is your goddamn? Uh, why is her wedding dress budget three hundred dollars? Why is the venue uh, budget twenty five dollars to fifty dollars? We still cannot wait to see what venue that is. Dog, I swear to God, I told Camille, I said, I swear to God, uh, you're not supposed to swear to God. But if you don't get I a credit s- card <laughs> and get yourself into some debt, nigga, this like, fool fucking reserved the top, <laughs> the top portion of the parking lot, man. <laughs> Like I do it, the parking structure. That's what he reserved for twenty five dollars. What venue? Garden, what like, venue are you reserving for twenty five dollars? Where it's a proper venue for a wedding? Honestly, God. And let's let's just say there is nothing wrong with having an inexpensive wedding if if both parties are in agreement. Because there has been this viral um wedding. I don't know if you've seen it, but of um this black couple, she got her dress off of like she in for like. 25 bucks and they had their their wedding venue was on the side of the freeway in LA I have to show you that it, it, it's actually pretty dope and they actually made their guests pay for the the dinner but it was like if you don't want <laughs> listen listen uh. but the whole thing is if you <laughs> oh. if you don't want <laughs> I don't want to know it. Stop. Just stop. Fucking stop. You, hey, you, motherfucker. And then she going to continue to try to tell me the rest of this. You telling me that these motherfuckers got married on the side of the one-on-one freeway? It was like, it was like a, yeah, I don't know. It was like an LA freeway, (laughs) but it was like off of a cliff kind of. So it was like a nice view, but they essentially didn't have to pay for their venue because they just set up chairs on the side of a freeway and there was cars passing by and shit. But they also had their guests like pay for, um, their, their dinner. And it's like, we've talked about like weddings and how expensive they are and how, you know, we've talked about all that. Yes. So their thing is like, if you really want to be here, you will pay for a plate, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> like, which I I would never do personally. However, I'm not opposed to attending something like that if that's like my bitch. You know what I mean? But um, you would have to be my bitch. Like, I'm not just paying to go to no because I love weddings, but I love like open bar. I love free freeness See, look, in a wedding. Man. So when while searching for a show to watch, that's how we came across uh, the 90 Day Fiance, right? Actually, I'll take that back. Um, initially, we heard it from the Joe Budden podcast. He said that they was out there bugging on his show. So we were like, oh, what was that show that he recommended? So we found it. But in browsing through these shows, we found a show that's called Marriage or Mortgage or Mortgage and Marriage, one of the two. And Camille immediately looked annoyed as fuck because she said, who the fuck would choose between a mortgage and a marriage? (laughs) But there's people out there that clearly that doesn't. But that's essentially, if you think about it, that's essentially what a lot of marriages are. But I think just the show with like them, like really magnifying 
that just really frustrated me because <laughs> you know my passion in like owning something right. so it's just like dog and you also know my lack of passion in having a wedding right so yeah she was sitting there like why the fuck all this money that's going into this one day event one day would you not put into and i know look this is once again not a knock to anybody that's about to have an expensive at wedding. all like you know get it how you live i'm sure there are, if you can look if you can afford it for both man by all means good for you actually i'll even give you an applause cut it short uh, <laughs> bitch <laughs> um but no because this is i mean we've already talked about this on the pot on the pod so we're not going to be long with it with this conversation because we're going to get back to the 90 day fiance really quick but for the life of me if you have that much money where you will be able to bypass a wedding and invest in a house and get a house secure a house at that point why not get the fucking house like the, the a one day event you were going to put all that money <laughs> where you can own property and pass on to your fucking kids. I know it's a lot that that takes with maintaining a house and getting repairs and all that stuff. I understand. But this is way more beneficial than a one-day event, you know? I mean, you know, people say, well, it's a very special day to celebrate our love. People have been looking forward to it all their lives. I get it. It's a day. <laughs> it's a day. Like, if, if I really lived the life that I am going to live and that i aspire mm. to live i want to do more things you want that security will, yes i need security so rather than than me splurging on like a weekend i would rather splurge on something that's going to that i can invest in that's going to give me back money so i can splurge on a weekend like it just i don't know like i'm not there yet but i just need to get there mm. you know so that it will make sense mm-hmm. like um and on top of that though i'm not i'm not knocking people because i also am saying this because i don't really care for having a big wedding Mm. and i know a lot of people do um whether that's men or like women you know so um i'm sure then it becomes a lot harder like oh i've always dreamt of this day like that that just was never me so with that and with also just me also want thinking like super logical and like it just doesn't really make sense like I could literally own property and I know people are like oh well you know it takes so much to like maintain it and bruh when you rent and we're in renters right now um but when when you rent and you get this weak ass deposit back, which a lot of times you don't get back. Um, you have really nothing to show for, you know. And yeah, you don't have to pay for like a lot of the the repairs. But say if we were owning property for as much years that we've rented in our twenties and thirties, right? We sell. <laughs> we sell that property you'll get fucking a payout of money you've never even had in your bank account what before. in the turbo tax is going on here <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker turned <laughs> a fucking 90 day fiance account 
conversation into a goddamn <laughs> real estate fucking. Wait, hold on. Let me let's see if they made sense in the shit. First of all, I know these so-called players wouldn't tell you this, but I'ma be real and say what's on my heart. Let's take this chance and make this love feel relevant. Didn't you know I loved you from the start? That's your motherfucking problem right there, you bitch you. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Buy a home. That nigga Buy said. Right, <laughs> that nigga said. Let's, let's make this love real relevant. <laughs> I mean. Let's make our love relevant. What is it now? My oh my um, god! I think I also had a great a great example. I I mean I'm not just getting this off of the fucking top of my head. Like I had a great example. We're gonna get back parents. to this 90 day uh, fiance. By the way, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end my spiel with my parents. They got married in Lake Tahoe. They had a pretty small wedding opposed to the wedding that they wanted to have, and um they got money from you know and some of their parents um to put into and whatever they wanted whether that was going to be their wedding or if they wanted to buy a home and so they decided you know what let's take the money that we were going to put into having this like big lavish wedding let's take the money from our parents that they gave us and let's put it as a down payment on a house and just have a smaller like um and ceremony in lake tahoe and it just it makes sense <laughs> like responsible. It, it just yeah it's, it's responsible it also depends on a lot of times if either party is willing to um compromise with the decision of having a smaller like in ceremony or not having a ceremony at all also motherfuckers never try to put this into mind like a lot of this shit is also um well, we were talking about regional shit before, but regional. We live in California. Mm-hmm. It makes the most, it's, it's very, it's, I don't want to say it's hard to buy property out here, but it's ex- very expensive to buy property yeah. out here, depending on where you mm-hmm. are, obviously. But the places we want to live at, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. So for us to have a big, lavish wedding would, I think, put us back, <laughs> put us back more than anything. Yeah. And also, there's two kids involved. Yeah. And they're only going to get bigger and we need more space. Right. So it would make more sense responsibility. wise. But once again, guys, if we're not throwing this on nobody else, because obviously some people don't have two kids. We were just talking about no, our and, situation. And there's also I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. Go ahead, go ahead. There's also an argument that's been going around on social media. And you know me. I agree with all this shit. Like I'm very like neutral. I understand all sides. Mm. A lot of people are like. Um, cause I've known people that knock people for not purchasing property. And I'm sorry if I gave that like assumption, but like, I don't knock people for not doing, it. I'm just saying that right, that's right, something right, right. that I 
need to do like that i have to do i'm going to do you want to do but um if someone decides to rent for the rest of their life because they're just like you know what i don't need a fucking yard i don't need to um worry about paying for you know problems that go wrong in my house like i just like renting that's that's fucking perfect like that's totally fine and i get it like you're making a decision to be like you know what owning property is not something that i aspire to do just like me having a huge like a wedding isn't something that i aspire to do but owning property is Mm. everyone has their own thing but i'm just saying for me if you're going like if you do want to do one or the other i think it makes more sense to do this because some people don't want to Necess- I don't want to say be stagnant in one area. Some people like that the, too. the ability to rent because mm-hmm. you can kind of go wherever the hell you want to go too. when you want to mm-hmm. go. So it, it definitely makes sense. And however you want to live your life. Live um, it. Like- just saying that when it came down to that show of marriage or mortgage and we seen the type of budget, at least do the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that these motherfuckers are gonna have oh oh you better not put that in that goddamn wedding oh man you God. better put that shit like you know what i mean like it just makes and especially the way some of them houses are looking I'm like oh, oh come on man right um but like i said man that's everybody's own prerogative of how they live with their life and how they want to continue on with their life uh you're awesome so anyways back to 90 day fiance yeah we're gonna wrap it up um the show is um uh, the show is cringe uh, <laughs> is it more cringe than um, the ultimatum no yeah exactly it's not no the ultimatum i've said it before it's the worst show i've ever seen in my life the worst <laughs> best show yeah best for entertainment value but worst where just like man i i'm not a judgmental person but i get into my judgmental bag when i watch some of these shows and <laughs> she'd be looking at me like because i'm sitting here literally I yelling think, at the tv yeah. he's he's spicy um but no i don't think it's worse than the ultimatum i just think it goes back to the whole thing of like the type of situation some people put themselves into mm-hmm. when they are desperate to find love. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just like you didn't have to do this to yourself. man. <laughs> like if you don't, this woman may literally, she may potentially be coming over here using this K one visa to get into the United States, use you for it. And there's been literally been examples of, oh, wait, she might actually be using this motherfucker for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and But you're doing that with the risk of, well, I love her. I'm like, guys. But isn't that a risk to uh, just take in love in general? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to stop letting y'all niggas get away with a lot of shit y'all say about love. No. <laughs> there is some logic in love, guys. There are some things that make sense to just sit back and think about it a little bit. Obviously, you're going to take a risk in a lot of things that you do, especially yeah. when you're concerning another another person involved. But there does often, especially if you're just meeting that motherfucker, like at least like you haven't met him that much in person. There are ways to at least protect yourself before just literally throwing all the shit away for the sake of I love this person because you come off very naive. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people get robbed, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, man. Protect you gotta still be able to protect yourself while also taking risk. I think my biggest thing is there's like a cultural barrier between a lot of these people. And so, um, like 
I shouldn't say that. I was going to say the girl from Russia. I just don't trust her. <laughs> I just don't trust her. No, you don't trust her personality in, in regards to just how she's been acting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I think that with with it being such like a cultural barrier and then, okay, like say you guys really fell in love, right? Like say that this person that's coming from outside of the U.S. is really here to fuck with you, right? But it's just going to be hard for them to adjust and they're literally have to, they have to adjust with just you. So like the chances of it really working out is like slim to none. Mm. But it's possible and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them, but like, it's going to take like a lot. And a lot of these niggas don't even really know English like that. This nigga Russ got this girl from Columbia all the way to the United States. He brought her over to, what was that? Uh, Ohio? No, no, no. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He brought her all the way to Oklahoma for one. You should read the room. You know that she's from Columbia and where she's particularly from. They party a lot. A lot, a lot, and they're very flashy, right? You bring it over to fucking conservative-ass Oklahoma where you live at and think that shit is going to be Gucci and that you're going to bring her over to your parents' house to, to live. live. <laughs> and she's going to go, what are we Pow, talking pal, about? No, no, no. What are we talking about, honestly? I'm sitting there like, dog, all right, you're 20, what he said, 26? You're 26 years old. For one, you should have been out of your parents' house. That's one. Not saying that I'm not knocking nobody. Damn, fuck it. I always get beat. I know. I'm not knocking anybody that's at their parents' house. That's I'm not saying that. I'm I saying, mean, but if you're going to no, if you're going to get married to somebody and you're going to move yeah, somebody from yeah. out of the country, you should into, be out of your parents' house. You should be out of your parents' yeah. house for that. You mm-hmm. should not be. I'm telling work. you, these niggas are trash. These niggas were not planning ahead. No, no at no. all. And no, and then she gets here, and then he says, "Oh, I um, think I'm going to miss our wedding." <laughs> well. Before that, before that, so he was like, hey, we have to stay at my parents' house. Here's my room, and uh, here's my brother's room where you're going to be sleeping. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, we're engaged. Like, And she's horny. Like, Pow Pow is super she's horny. She's mad horny. Pow Pow is my favorite. She's, she's Why, lit. she's horny? No, not only because she's horny, but, I mean, Pow Pow is a woman that knows what she wants, okay? Mm. She's very entertaining. She's super entertaining. She makes this nigga, she made this nigga move out of his parents' house. Immediately. And in, in fucking the first three episodes, mm-hmm. she made this nigga buy her boots that were $300. Well, we're going to talk about her moving, them moving into that apartment that was already furnished. That was some bullshit. That was weird. That was super weird. <laughs> Who moves into an apartment that's already furnished? It looks like it was like, not only furnished, like a, you know, like in the model, but it, it looked, looked like it was lived in. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, somebody just made breakfast there that morning. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. But, um, no, Pow Pow is, Pow Pow's my favorite, man. And I feel like she also really fucks with him. Mm-hmm. But she's so, like, embedded in her culture. And her culture is lit. Like, Colombians, like, like I told you, one of my first friends, like, best friends was literally not only was she Colombian, but she came from Colombia, like, three years prior to me meeting her. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was fresh. <laughs> like, she was lit. They don't they don't play, man. Hey man, shout out Cha Cha, man. <laughs> right. Like they do not play. Shout out all the Colombians out there. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, but so yeah, man, 90 day fiance. We probably actually about to end this part right now, so we can go watch another episode of this bullshit. Yes. Um, but um 
Did you have anything else that you want to say? I, I didn't really have much that I had left, at least not for tonight. It's pretty late at night, man. It's it's like midnight right now, so. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. Okay. Well, guys, let me go ahead and get into some motherfucking outro music for you guys real quick. Uh, oh, man. It's been a hell of a day, I'm going to tell you that much. Um. Oh, yeah. Um. At least we can talk about just like just real briefly for like one minute. Um. <laughs> Look, guys, this uh, upcoming few weeks is going to be very, oh, excuse me, very, very, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, I already have scheduled days to do the pod. Obviously, I want to continue to try to, you know, put the pods out. It's just been extremely hectic. Um. So I'm going to continue to try to do that. Um. So please, guys, just work with me if you can. And uh, did you have anything you want to say? Okay. No, just, you know. Take it, take it easy on my guy. <laughs> Please. Please. Jesus Christ, man. Thank you, guys, man. You're already fucking notified. Man. Thank you, babe. Notified. So, yeah, man, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. I was thinking about what it was. Patreon.com slash if I let you tell it episode 72 will be coming out next week uh, Patreon all my patrons man I got some stuff for y'all that I've been holding on to that I want to upload in bulk so you guys will be taken care of uh, yeah man the fucking if I let you tell the podcast sorry if we <laughs> ended this shit kind of abruptly but it's late man we got both got to go to work in the morning and I still got to edit watch the show all of that good shit, man. So, once again, man, thank you, guys. Go check out that Pusha T album, man. It's almost dry. All until we wait for Kendrick Lamar, you bitch, you. If money is the evil root, let the smoker shine the coops. I'm just here to find the truth. Also, make sure y'all wash our ass tonight, man. Uh, Monday is coming. It's the beginning of the work week. Man, please don't go on there, man. You know what I mean? Also, my granny birthday coming up May 1st. It's Taurus season, bitches. Mother's Day coming up. My son's birthday coming up. Mill's birthday. Fucking. I'm broke. Coca leaf and potpourris. Chains over the cosportif. Don't brag, bricks to me. If they ain't tell you to bring your skis, my protect purse for tea. The triple play we eat for leaps. Bird feathers that made me chief. Whatever happened to Black Marquise? Might buy a big. Whatever happened to Black Marquise, man? <laughs> Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Thank you guys again, man. Rate, subscribe, review all that good shit, man. See you guys next week um, for a very special episode because I got my nigga on pause.